0: We are a blessed people, church. Yes. I'm just sensing in, in, in my spirit that we need to look to Him to, in everything. Yes. And as you've done that song, it, it really hit me when we was practicing it before church or Sunday school. I, I will trust in you. Where else can you go, church, and have stability, especially in a world with unstableness? You never know from moment to moment, but when you trust in God, Thank God. You can call out on his name. And the Bible says when you call on his name, you're connecting with that name, which brings his presence. And there's an impact that he brings with us. Thank God for that. Well, let's go and welcome the internet folks. It's good to have them with us, connecting with us. It's also good to have the Facebook uh, uh, family that's with us and uh, from NCF here in Warsaw. We welcome you. Thank you for being with us. Pastor Rick Johnson says he loves you, and we're glad you're here with us. But let's get into the Word of God. Title of the message this morning, Finding Your Way in the Storm. Finding your way in the storm. Before we get into the Word of God, uh, when storms come in your life, how do you navigate in the storms? What do you do when they come? Because I've said it before, either you're going in a storm, you're in the middle of a storm or you're coming out of a storm. How do you navigate through those times when you hit those areas, when you know, what do I do? Which way do I go? It just hit me. All of a sudden, something happens. I wasn't expecting it. It was unanticipated. It wasn't maybe my fault. Maybe it was just something just took place. What do you do? How do you operate? Go to Mark chapter 4 and let's look at a storm that rose up in some of the disciples' lives as well as with Jesus with them. Mark chapter 4, and we'll begin reading at verse 35. When you're there, say amen. amen. We'll have it on the overhead, we understand that, but it's always nice to bring your Bible. Always nice to have that where you can connect. That way... When you're not in church, you can't look up. Oh, there it is on the wall. No, you need your Bible. Stand for the reading of God's Word. Very familiar scripture, but I want to bring out some things uh, maybe a little bit different that you maybe not looked at before. Uh, But it's uh, uh, in the scriptures, winds and wave is obedient to Christ and things happen here. But let's look and see what the scripture says. Verse 35, on the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. So he was in the stern asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. Look at your neighbor and says, Peace. Peace. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can be this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? Aren't you glad for Jesus? I'm thankful he can be with us in times of difficulties, in times of storms. I'm thankful for that. Before you can have a breakthrough though, you need to know that he is there. You need to know he's in the midst. He has not left you. He's not left you alone to carry on by yourself. Thank God he's with us. Tell your neighbor one more time, He is with us. us. You may be seated. Notice that the instruction that was given was let's go to the other side. Let's move into a place that we need to go to. Jesus was doing missions work, and he was going from city to city. He was like an evangelist in one sense, as we would call an evangelist, doing what the work of the Lord wanted him to do. And he was touching many lives. He gave a lot of things going on. He changed and transitioned people into better places and better things. But he told the disciples, we're going to the other side. We're going to a place that we need to be. We need to go. We have a job to do. But how many knows when you get in the middle of a storm, or a situation, and things get silent? How many are sometimes in a fearful time? Where are you, Jesus? Where are you, Lord? Don't you see where I'm at? Don't you know what I'm going through? How many ever been there before? Yes. No Jesus was fast asleep. (laughs) You couldn't be asleep in a storm like that without having assurances everything was going to be all right. But sometimes you are in the middle of something and you cry out day and night, where are you? Am I the only one who's ever done that before? (laughs) I've been down in my prayer room and just me and the Lord... But sometimes I don't always feel him. Sometimes I don't always sense that he's there, even though I know he is there, even though I understand that he never leaves me nor forsakes me, but it becomes silent. In those silent times, there's areas in your life that you behave a little bit different than when you before. How many's ever got angry with God before? Let me see the little shaking of the muddy of the waters up here. I've been angry with the Lord. Don't you know what's going on in my life? Don't you understand what's happening with the situations I'm going through? No one seems to understand what is happening in my life. Lord, where are you? Things may go apart if you don't come. Disciples were faced with the situation. Jesus became silent. They were doing what they knew to do. I want to take a note of this. When Jesus was fast asleep, God was still there. When they were on the boat, they were bailing, trying to get the water out. The winds and waves were hitting them, and the water, it's... Uh, when I seen that on television about the duck boat, was it in Missouri or Montana or wherever it was, Missouri? And I seen those, that video clip, I could hear the people going, oh, oh, wow, oh, look at that boat, it's going to sink, look at this, oh, oh, one's going to make it, okay, the other one's going to be okay, but it didn't survive, it didn't make it, it went down. I'm sure the disciples were in that pondering and quandary, they were pondering and quandering what was going to take place with their lives and they were doing everything they knew to do. How many have ever felt like that? I'm doing all I can do. I get up, go to work. I come home. I pay my bills. I I feed the family. I do everything I know what to do, and it seems like I'm getting hit from one thing or another. Something comes up that was unexpected. Something that hit me, it felt like it just almost blew me over. My emotions were going this way. Maybe my relationships are not where they need to be. Maybe something happened you didn't expect it to take place, and maybe you're feeling like I'm going down. Maybe uh, the money is not there. Maybe the health is not where it needs to be. It seemed like I've been hit with one thing or another. It seems like when (laughs) silence from God is there and no one's able to help. But can I tell you this? sometimes God allows things to happen to bring a teaching moment. Because when God gives you a word and God gives you his word and you've been reading and you've been faithful and it seems like everything's been going great and all of a sudden something hits you. Can I tell you that the test that you take, how many knows the teacher doesn't get up to teach anymore? What does the teacher do? Professor do. He sits down. After he's handed out the test, and he becomes silent. Mm-hmm. But can I tell you, he becomes very observant. Mm-hmm. He's watching. No cheating. Mm-hmm. He's watching you to make sure that you're doing the right. He has a timer on. You take the test for a certain period of time. A test comes. See, when your faith is tested... When your faith is in a place that you don't know which way to go. Do I really believe what I believe? That's the times when you are tested. That's the times when you look to yourself. Do I really have what it takes, what it's been going on, what has been taught, what has been preached at, what I truly believe to carry on with what's going on? The disciples were in the middle of the storm. Did they mess up? Were they there because of their own (laughs) desires and things like that? No, they were following divine instructions. Even when you're a believer, even though that you are doing what God says, it doesn't mean storms won't come. It doesn't mean that you're not going to face difficulties. Everybody seemed to think that it's going to be a a bed of roses, but those roses have thorns in them, and you can get stuck in walking through roses. It looks pretty, but all of a sudden you get pricked. All of a sudden you get hit with this and that, and even sometimes you may bleed in the process. But I'm here to tell you, you didn't mess up You're following divine instructions. The disciples did not mess up. The disciples did not do their own thing. They were not messing up but they were following Jesus and his instructions. Something we noticed with this, because Jesus said we must get to the other side. Maybe you're following what God says, and trust me, I've been there over my life. I knew God told me to go do certain things, but every time when God says do something, don't you think the devil is not there to try to stop you? Don't you think that uh, circumstances will try to keep you from doing what God's called you to do? Don't you understand that when you're out in the, and you're right in the middle of the ocean trying to do and get to a place or trying to go to a place that you need to go, there's going to be some detours at times. There's going to be some things that happens in your life. This was no natural storm. It said all of a sudden it just came up. Sometimes you look at things and issues as if it's all natural, all things that just happens. But sometimes the devil can create issues and areas in your life to try to bring hindrances, to try to bring your focus off of what you've got to do. Disciples were in the same way. In other words, what was taking place, it says a great win. If you really studied it out, a spiritual warfare was going on. Something was happening because they had to get to the other side. Jesus said, we're going to the other side. And a lot of times Jesus never got in a boat with them. He let them go and said, I'll meet you on the other side. Sometimes he walks on the water. Sometimes he finds his way over there and you don't know how he gets there. But this time he was with them. This was a demonic area that had risen because where Jesus was going was to a place called the Gadareans. And he was going to enter in to a place that there he was going for one man, one person, because this person was bound with the Spirit. This person needed a breakthrough. And when you're doing what God's called you to do and you've been hit, you keep your focus. But if you let the storm get your eyes off of what's going on and you think you're going to sink, can I tell you, God's still on the ship. God's still on the boat with you. Jesus never left the boat. He was still, the Bible says, he was in the stern. He had a pillow under his head. How could he be so calm? How could you be so calm, Jesus? Don't you see we're perishing? (laughs) Have you ever been in those times when you feel like, Jesus, don't you know what I'm going through? Nobody's listening to me. Nobody cares for me. And it seems like you're not even there with me. And Jesus says, I'm still there with you. I've not left you. I've not forsaken you. I'm still doing what I need to do. And you'll get to the destination if you keep your eyes upon me. How many believes that ship would never have went down? The boat would have never sunk. They thought it was sinking. And maybe you feel like your life is sinking. Maybe you feel like you're taking on some things that you never thought you would. How can I manage this? How can I go through this? All of a sudden, maybe you've been left alone to take care of a loved one. Maybe you've been left alone to take care of some situations. Maybe you've been left alone in your life, even though you may have people around you, but you feel alone. Disciples uh, were there and they felt alone. You know, most of the time when you cry out to the Lord is in the middle of the storms. Is in the middle of those situations. That's when you really cry out to him. All of a sudden you get hit with this and, and all of a sudden this is uh, going wrong and, and that's happening and all of a sudden you start crying out. That's when you start crying out more than you ever have before because it seems to you like all things could perish. All things could come to an end. Let me point out something No, Jesus was still inside the boat. How many has Jesus in their lives right now? He lives here. Say He lives in me. me. So He's not going to let you perish. Mm, Let me shout on that one. I'm not going down. It may be look like the last time, but I tell you what, when Jesus steps in, all of a sudden something changes. A breakthrough takes place, and all of a sudden things turned around. See, inside me is something greater than what's outside of me. You may be getting hit, but he's inside. He's there with me. The Bible says that inside me I have, as Jesus described it, a seed of faith, a mustard seed of faith. That's all it takes to move a mountain. That's all it takes to help you to go through. That's what it takes for you to move beyond where you're at. With that understanding, the Bible says that Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ in me is my hope, my anchor, the thing that will carry me through. Also, the Bible says, Greater is He that is in me than He that is in the world. See, Jesus was still in the boat, but their fear was more of what the winds and waves were doing than what Jesus was in the boat. He may be silent, He may be quiet, but you're not going down. You cry out long enough, it'll wake him. <laughs> It woke Jesus because they come to him and say, don't you <laughs> see being faithful in the storm is more important than what the storm can do to you. Be faithful in what God has given to you, your calling, your gifts, and what God's placed within you. That's not the anointing. That's just the natural things that God places with the individuals, the callings and gifts. God calls you, but then he anoints you. And then he gives you some things. See, what happens when you're faithful? God will show up. Let me say that, God will show up. And why will he show up? Because in the test, in the time when you've been hit, that's when God says, I want to show you something. I want to show you something that you never saw before. I want to give you something you've never had before. I want to let you know that there's some greater things I want to do with you that you've never had before. And Jesus will come up to the plates. He will come up to the areas. Now, something I notice in life, there's different storms. There's storms that come in between seasons. There's storms that are in seasons. How many ever heard the weather people say, this is hurricane season? Or this is tornadic season because we have tornadoes that come up. We may have a thunderstorm or two that comes in. This is tornado alley, so we'll have storms that'll come in. But what about those storms that come up in between the seasons? They are different at times. They can be sporadic and they can just happen at any moment. These disciples were in the midst of a time. How could they navigate between and finding their way in the storm? By following the instructions that Jesus gave them. Get in a boat, we'll get to the other side. Get in the boat, you're going forward. Get in the boat, don't look at what's happening to you for you've got a destination to fulfill, a divine destination. You've been given a divine instruction. You're not going down, but you're going over. But this was a time of transition, a time of transition for the disciples because they were getting ready to learn some things. See, there are transitional storms that comes that changes the course of things. Naturally, but in your own life, you will have storms. A lot of people always want to hear the good. They never want to hear what the storms, when they come. But without the storms, without those things that will kind of feel like shake your world and shake the things around you, then sometimes you get too comfortable. And God says, I've got something greater for you. Notice in Mark chapter 4, verse 35, it says, let us cross over. Let us cross over. Notice what he said, let us, not just you, but let us. See, when you got Jesus on your boat, Jesus will take you over. Jesus will move you forward. Jesus will lift you up. Jesus will take care of you. Even when the winds or waves are hitting you, even though you're in spiritual warfare, even though it feels like your family is going down the tubes, even though it feels like everything is falling apart, hang on to Jesus because I'm telling you, you'll not go down with Jesus. You'll carry on with Jesus. With that transitioning, something I noticed, it gives me the ability to move from one thing to another. That's what transition is. In other words, you shift into another gear. You shift into a, a gear that can take you to another place. Thank God your vehicles shift in gears. <laughs> There's times with our vehicle we've got, I said, At the next vehicle we're going to get, I've told Martha, I says this thing's more dangerous than any other vehicle I've ever known when I want to go on the highway. I says, I punch it, it goes. (laughs) One time I asked the transmission person, I says, with our vehicle that we've got, this 2008, I said, this is Acadia. I says, why does it take forever? He says, because it's got too many gears. They tried to get it in a place to give you fuel efficiency. I says, it's dangerous. It doesn't let me get to the place. And sometimes in transitioning to someplace, you want to go faster. And God says, I've got some things I need to teach you. There's some things. God, let me get there right now. And God says, no, I've got some things I want to show you. And when you get hit with the devil, when you get hit with circumstances, when you get hit with this or that, you feel like, God, what's going on? Let's move and let's go. See, I'm the person. Don't linger with something. Get it done. Don't procrastinate. Let's get it done. How many is like that? How many procrastinators do we have in the house? You wait till the last minute. They was given instruction. Webster's dictionary said on transition it says moving from one place or condition to another place or condition most of our lives is spent in transition how many knows that sometimes when you have to transition from one thing to another when you're used to one thing you get settled in it's very difficult especially when you get older Especially when you move into, I'm comfortable. Things are just going good for me right now. But now I got to transition to something else. That's the hardest thing to do. When you get older, you get set in your ways. Let me hear the older ones say amen. Amen. You get set. I like what's going on in my life. It's gone, all of a sudden you get hit with things and you got to make a decision. What do I do? How can I transition? How can I move and keep moving forward? I can't take care of what I had. I can't move forward with what I've got. I can't stay in the same position that I'm in. And so what happens? You've got to transition. The disciples were on one side of the beach. They needed to get to another place because there was a mission work that Jesus needed to do. And what was Jesus going to do? Because when they landed, there was a man that was possessed. And the Bible says he made torment of the whole community because he would live in the tombs. He would live, and they tried to bind him. They tried to keep him at bay, but he would break the chains and break the fetters, and he would do this, and the Bible says that sometimes he would go around naked. He would not be in his own mind, and Jesus needed to go to set him free. How many know Jesus comes for the one? He didn't come for the community. He came for the one person. And thank God, Jesus came to this world, but he came for me. He came for you. And Jesus said, we got to move from this place to the next. How do we do it and do it well? How can I move from one place and do it well? See, I'm going to get hit. The devil doesn't want you to move forward. He wants you to stay where you're at. He wants you to stay in the place where you're at. But Jesus said, we've got to move forward. Letting go of those things behind me that I can move forward. It's never easy. Transition can be difficult and sometimes even dangerous. A lot of people don't like to change. But how do I condition myself to be ready? Let me put it to you in another sense. See, in transition, your conduct is going to speak of your belief system. How are you going to operate? How are you going to conduct yourself? Can I tell you, the disciples didn't conduct themselves in what they believed. They were bailing. They were doing everything. They knew what to do naturally, but they thought they were going down. And notice what they did. They come, and the Bible says they come to the teacher, Jesus. Don't you care what's going on with us? Don't you give a care that we're going to perish? Don't you understand what's going on? And here you sleep. Here you become silent. We come to follow you, and you left us alone. We come to do what you want us to, but you left us alone. (laughs) Jesus said, I want to teach you something. Because he looked at the storm, because when he got up... He looked at it. The Bible says he rebuked it, but he spoke peace over the storm. He spoke to that situation that was causing such frantic in their lives. He looked at the things that was happening. He says, don't you understand I created the winds? I created the waves. I created the seas. I created everything, and I know how to control them. You're not going down. So why are you frightful? Why are you so fearful? They were not conducting themselves like a believer. See, when you get hit in a middle of a storm, and maybe it's not by your demise, not by because of what you have done, but because of situations that God wants you to do, you get hit. How you believe will carry you through. Disciples did not... (laughs) Understand what Jesus was saying. I like what the Apostle Paul said in this transitional spot. He says, Whatsoever state in chapter four of Philippians, whatsoever state that you find yourself, be content. Amen. Yes. Be content. Quit getting upset. Quit letting this person or that thing or this issue change your conduct, change your way of belief because it can and that's what the enemy tries to do see where there's fear there's no faith when you fear situations there's no faith and when there's no faith there's no hope and when there's no hope what happens you can sink and you will sink I like what else Paul said because he encouraged the people at Philippi, I can do all things. Say, I can. I can. Do all things. Through Christ, Christ. which strengthens me. me. Notice what Jesus was saying to these disciples. Why are you so, well, let me just read it. Why are you so fearful? Why are you fearing about the situation? Some of you know that God is taking care of you. I liked what Brother Joe was bringing up today in Sunday school. And he said that God took care of these things in the past, but now we hit this other place in our life, and we get fearful. They've just seen Jesus do all kinds of miracles and do things when they were on one side, but now they're getting ready to cross into something different and something area that God wants you to go. And they hit a snag. They hit an area in their life. And he says, they got fearful. Is God the same yesterday, today, and forevermore? If he's the same yesterday, he took care of me then. I'm thankful for. Now I'm here. Uh This is the center. This is where I'm at right now. In 2018, this is where I'm at. July 29th, 2018. This is where I'm at. If He took care of me then, do you think He'll take care of me now? Amen. Yes. 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 Jesus looked at him. In some ways, He was rebuking him. He's giving him open rebuke. Why are you so fearful? The doctors may be telling you, you may be hit with this. You may be hit with that. Maybe uh, things are happening in some relationships that seems to not be right. You may be hit with that. But I'm here to tell you that if God can take care of yesteryear, he'll take care of today. Yes, Amen. Now, I got to get to the other side. Divine destination. I have divine instruction. I've got to keep moving on. So what do I do when I get to Tomorrow. There's an old song that we used to sing that they wrote and I can't remember the writer of it. He says, "I know who holds tomorrow. I know that I'm in the present, but I'm going to arrive in the future." So if you'll take care of me in my past, if you'll take care of me when I did. See, some of you talked about protection in when you were driving and protection on trips. And what happened? He took care of you, didn't he? Yes. Yes. He blessed you. He protected you. So if I hit a situation today, what will he do? Take care of me. Amen. Amen. Let me shout on that one just a minute. Let me glorify God in that Today, he's with me. Today, he's not left me. Today, he'll take care of me. Now, when I arrive to tomorrow, he'll be there tomorrow waiting on me. Amen. Thank God he does that. Why are you so fearful? You've been pondering on this and pondering on it. This is a transitional time, a shift in where you're going, because God wants to show you some things that you never had seen before. But when they cried out, Jesus gets up and he speaks. Then he asks another question. Where is your faith? You have no faith. See, you looked at the storm more than you looked at what Jesus could do. You looked at the storm more than what Jesus is with you. You looked at the storm and the waves thinking you're going down for the last time when Jesus says, no, I'm still in the boats. You ain't over yet. And it ain't over until God says it's over. He gives you breath. He knows how to take it out. So until he's done with you, you might as well just settle in and rest like Jesus was doing. Because he knew who's taking care of him. He knew his father in heaven was taking care of him. I want to show you something. I hear my granddaughter back there, and she's got a mind of her own. I do know that. She does. But look at this baby here, and look at that baby back there. They're in the arms of the uh, ones that love them, that care for them. This is like Jesus saying to us, the Father has us in his arms, and when you feel like you can't carry yourself, he comes alongside picks you up, and you don't even know it, and he's carrying you through those times that you don't realize it. That's the reason why I say the faith that you have, trust in God. Yes. Amen. He's there today, he'll be there tomorrow. Yeah. Where's your faith? He asked him. But notice what the disciples did. Notice what the disciples were saying. They were talking amongst one another. Jesus calmed the storm because he spoke peace. He looked at the storm, it's over with, it's done. Now that was demonic because he, they knew the demons knew that if Jesus would have landed on the other end of the the place that he was going. <clears throat> he was going to cast them out, change the community, transition that person from that would being bound to have freedom taking and breaking through the things and the barriers that the enemy tried to bind that person up and that community. He tormented the community. See, we're living in a time when the enemy is trying to torment our communities, trying to torment people's minds. And he's trying to get our eyes upon that. (coughs) When will terrorism (coughs) come into our community? When will we see something happen that will terrorize our community? People are fearful of so many things, so many areas. It's time we rely upon God and trust in God. He'll take care of us. They said, because they'd done it with fear, who is this? Who is this? That even the wind... And the waves obey him. They really didn't grasp the context of who Jesus really is. Some of you read his word and thank God for his word, but you've never grasped who God is. He is my healer, he is my prince of peace, he is the mighty God, he is the Alpha and the Omega. He is the great I Am. He is the one that created all things. He is the light. He is my love. He is the grace. He is the truth. That's what the Word says He is. And we need to understand who He is. We need to, today, in 2018, He is the great I Am. He is the one that wants to be with you and tell you, I've got things under control. You're not going to down, you're going to arrive at your destination because I've called you to it. I've given you the gifts to do it, and you'll make it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. They looked at me and says, "Who is this?" They didn't really understand. But today we know. Yeah. He spoke peace, and he wants to speak peace today. Amen. People today hold on to so many things. Their conduct was not about believing in Jesus. Their conduct was about the storm and the fearfulness. We're perishing. We're going down. We're not going to make it. Look what's happening in my life, Jesus. Don't you understand what I'm facing? My emotions are going from every way, shape, or form. But notice what Jesus said. Peace. He rebuked it, and peace. That was a breakthrough, church. He rebuked it and a breakthrough came for the disciples. In so much that they themselves said, "Who is this?" That breakthrough brings peace. See, when God brings you to a breakthrough, and we've come to a season that God's bringing a breakthrough to many lives. And what is he bringing you into? Peace. Say peace. Peace. And that's what you want you to understand. Peace. I bring peace. I don't bring disruption. I bring peace. Today, Jesus is speaking like he spoke on that boat. Because when he got up, and some of you have been crying out, you've been wondering, when is my time coming? When am I going to see my children come in? When am I going to see my finances change? When am I going to see my health change? Jesus is raising up a voice for you. The Bible says he's speaking in heaven right now, making intercession for you. See, he's not only talking to the Father, but the Bible says all authority has been given to Jesus. That's what makes him Lord. That's what makes him king, but it's not just king and Lord. The Bible says he's king of kings and Lord of lords. Can I put it to you this way? He's the author and the finisher. He's the one that can not only write what is going on because the author writes, but he's the finisher. He knows the back of the book of you. He says, you're an overcomer. You have been given victory because of what I'm doing today and what he's showing the disciples. I am more than the storm. I am more than the winds. I bring peace to your life. I bring peace to your situation. I am speaking today that everything is going to be all right. You're going to come true. Okay. Your ship is not going down. You're going to end up where I'm going to take you. Let me shout on it a minute. Let me stand on it a minute. Peace is coming. A season of peace is coming to many of you today. Peace of mind, peace of heart, peace in your situations. Jesus spoke it. The winds calmed down. Disciples were fearful. Then all of a sudden, Jesus comes on the scene. You may have been crying out, where are you? Where are you? And sometimes it's a season of transition. You've been going through this and been riding on the seas and it's been calm for a while, but now all of a sudden the enemy hits you and it seems like you can't go any further. We're going to fall. We're going to go down. And all of a sudden Jesus comes on the scene. And I'm telling you, Jesus is coming on your scene today and he's speaking life to you today. Stand to your feet, if you would, please, all the building. Man, I believe we're going to have a camp meeting this year. I truly believe God's preparing us with the word we've been getting. We've been seeing God doing some mighty and wonderful things. You continue to pray and seek God and see what God says because there's coming a time in your life as you're in this present, God's going to step forward in your behalf and speak peace over your circumstance. Speak peace in your life. Speak peace upon everything. And when peace comes, it's calm. Yes, right. <laughs> I can imagine that waters are just like a, a glass, just like a mirror. You could see it because it made them ponder what was going on. But here's something else that took place. I believe they saw their reflection. Woe is us. Who is this man? But woe is us that we don't believe. Some of you need to be shaken just a little bit and say, I believe. I believe in the Almighty God. I believe in his Son, Jesus. And speak peace over your life. Close your eyes, if you would, please, over the building. <clears throat> Finding your way in the storms is not easy. Dealing with circumstances is not easy. I'm not saying that. But on the same token, when you've got Jesus on your boat, He'll help you navigate the places that you need to go. You're not going down, you're getting ready to go up. And you're going to accomplish what God has called you to do. It's a season of peace, a season of breakthrough. And God's bringing you into those areas. You've been going from one season to another, and in between those times, you've been wondering what's taking place. What's going to happen? But I'm here to tell you, God's taking you to a great and mighty place to do what he's called you to do. Some of you just want peace to calm your situations, but God's got a call in your life, and God wants you to fulfill it. Every single one of us has got a call in our life. And the enemy has stopped you and put you in your tracks and say, no, that's don't do anymore. But I'm here to tell you, you've got a calling and you've got a gifting, and God says, I need you to come fulfill what I've given you. Don't let the enemy stop you, because I'm speaking peace now in your life. Easy selling is going to come. But yet the landing had not come yet. Jesus must do what he says he must do. And we are co-laborers with him. We have a co-mission. You know what Jesus did? He gave us a commission. He says, don't go preach healing. Don't go preach prosperity. Preach my gospel, which is good news which then brings everything into place, which brings in his healing. But my job, my mission is to preach the gospel, commission to do what he's called me to do. And then his word will be fulfilled. And then we will see signs and wonders that will what confirm what his word says. And that's what he wants to do. And he wants to do it in you. But today the word that Jesus told me to give you. Peace, be still. Peace on your life. Peace in your circumstances. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be all right. We're moving forward, not backward. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, I thank you for your word. And I thank you for what you've given this house and this place. God, I thank you that there's others that have been listening. God, that have been in a storm. They've been in trials. They've been in this and that. And God, they need to hear a word that there's peace coming to their lives. They need to hear that you're still on the boat. You have not left. It may be a time of silence, but God, I thank you. You are awakening and you're giving the church, you're giving the body, you're giving the individuals what they need and you're showing what they need to know. Thank you, Jesus. Now today, God, I speak to every single one under the sound of my voice peace, peace that you give, calmness that you bring. And God, I thank you, Father, as we leave this place, peaceful things are going to take place. But God, you've got a purpose and a plan that we need to fulfill. And God, I thank you, Father, you're challenging us today. Like Jesus challenged the disciples, don't be fearful. Why are you so fearful? And then he's saying, where's your faith? Trust in me and see what I will do. I'll carry you through Thank you, Jesus, for what you've heard. You've encouraged. You've uplifted. And God, I thank you for the season of peace that's coming, season of breakthrough that's coming, that's here, right before us in our present. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Learning to live.